My name is Demetrius Holt, but you may know me better by the name Hellspark. Now I'm coming to you today because I'm putting together a networking event in order to financially bolster Black-owned comic book conventions. It's going to be called the Blurred and Powerful event, and it's going to happen at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. Now I've already done all the research, I've already talked to all the, the conventions. What I need for you all is to just share this message. Talk to your friends. But the point is to get high dollar investors out of San Diego so that they can see what a comic book convention could look like at its height. So that when these other comic book conventions start to exhibit to them, start to explain to them what they're made of, then they know that they're going to get a return on their investment. So if you have any information on anybody that you may know might be interested, please contact me and we'll have a conversation. And if your friends need to know who I am, just tell them to Google my name or Black E-Man. Thanks. The first season of the Paramount Plus series Halo, based on the Xbox game franchise, is now available on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K UHD. With every episode from Season 1 and over 5 hours of special features, see Master Chief, Cortana, and other Spartans of Silver Team take on humanity's greatest threat, the Covenant. Get your DVD, Blu-ray, or 4K UHD copy of Halo today from Paramount Home Entertainment. Uh, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Uh, imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace to Chad, which they killed all the Black Panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil war. It ain't no justice league. What's the need to be civil for? Propel like the juggernaut, it's clear, ain't no stopping. This. The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Hello, it's Thursday evening. How was your week? Week ain't over yet. But guess what? It's a short week. Thank you for tuning in to Blurred's Eye View. I'm your man on the wall, the man up north, Chris Fury. I am here with my crew. Let's start getting them in here. Let's start with the lady of the house. Kira B, what's going on, Kira? Hi, good evening, everybody. How are you doing? Right. Um, I appreciate the updated uh, intro with Hold the Line for Water Daddy. Um, I appreciate <laughs> representing um, my undying love for, for the water. I pay attention to the team. 
I pay attention to the needs and I'm here to provide before we go any further. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for showing your support on the YouTube channel, the IG page and the Facebook page. Keep that energy going. Uh, you can find us all over the Internet. You can find us all over the places where you listen to all your podcasts, where you can piss your boss off because we're making you laugh and we're giving you the news as only we can. And I couldn't do a lot of this without the third team member. Our own very own cinematic assassin will be watching. What's yes. going on, Will? <laughs> hey, I don't mean to derail the show right away. behind the camera, a little peek behind the, the curtain, if you will. I always have like something going on in the background just to help my my brain sort of not focus on too many things at once. Y'all ever seen Legend of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård? Yeah, actually, that was on last night. Yeah, I hadn't. I just looked up. I was like. Who is this white man beating the hell out of these native looking people? This is why I got to get this off. This is troublesome. <laughs> it's not and the right one. And, and Sam Jackson was in it too. And I was just like, there is so much wrong with this right now. <laughs> so, yeah. I, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good evening. Oh, man. We, we got chaos, got neutral. Right. We got chaotic. Hey, it's what, it is. it's what villains do chaotic neutral. Um, we got our fourth team member, the man of the squared circle, the black fox, hey. the other will. <laughs> I feel I feel like it should be a duality thing. The other, the other will. As I literally look, <laughs> as I literally look, I should just go into an immediate monologue of evil just now. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Gotta, hey, gotta hit him with this. You gotta hit him with. with the, I, I feel like I should hands. just turn around with the white cat yeah. and just just come around the corner just like this and be like. Good evening. No, uh, hey, everybody. With that being said, uh, of course, I am Will. And yes, if you are wondering, I am in between locticians. So bear with the brother. <laughs> it's I know struggle. right now the locks, the locks is looking a little messed up, but just bear with me. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh, man. We have a special guest with us tonight, but we can't go further without inviting our family in. All the way live from MAGFest. Navy hey. Montel in the building. Hey. <laughs> hey. What's going on, everybody? So what's happening? Yes, man. once again, the Frosty Bearded Blurred Coin on location at MAGFest. I'm currently back in my room because the reception in the in, in the Gaylord trash and people are loud because you got games on one side, you have music on the other. So trust me, you heard Typical convention in Coopgore. Montel, well, oh, yeah. I did it at BlurCon. Montel also has the PSA. It's called Water and Irish Spring uh. and deodorant. Degree, <laughs> secret, whatever. Just learn to use them liberally. <laughs> when you come into the venue smelling like Fritos, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like sauerkraut and bad decisions. Uh. <laughs> Oh man! So we have a special guest tonight. Uh, he's, here to about, he's here to talk about his voice work. He's here to talk about his toy photography, which is dope. And he's definitely here to talk about tabletop gaming, especially especially D and D, and the inclusion of POCs in the fantasy realm because that's what we're all about is inclusion and representation. So, without further ado, we got Wendell Chewy. Robinson in the bindle building. What's going on? Hey, hi, hello. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? What's that? Hey, I, 
real quick, gang. Look, I don't pay y'all to do that for a long time, so I just need y'all to calm it down just a little bit. I might just give you a bag of Fritos. Could you help? All right. Good? You're no, solid? All right. Very no. good. We're solid. All right. We're not, doing that. not doing that. No. <laughs> Sounds like a threat. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> but without further ado, we're going to get into the news real quick, and we're going to get to our guests. So, we're doing this one without pictures. Uh, Dave Batista <laughs> lit out yesterday, because, <laughs> you know, normally I'm about the visuals. But Dave Bautista just released yesterday. He did an interview. Uh, he was talking about he was glad that he was done playing Drax uh, for mm. the new Guardians film. Uh, he's also he said he didn't want it to be his legacy. He wants to do more dramatic roles. I commend him for that. He said he didn't want to be sort of like typecast like The Rock. And I'm like, my guy, was that like shots fired or something? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do it, now's the right time. Homeboys, there's blood in the water for uh Mr. Johnson. <laughs> that part. That part. Yeah. yeah. So he's but he said he's grateful for playing a role, which we all loved him for. I still would have loved to see a, a spin-off of of Drax and Mantis yes. adventures. Because yeah. let's face it, if you yeah. haven't seen the Christmas special that's on Disney Plus, absolutely hilarious to see those back and forth. But uh, he said he's grateful for the role, but there's a relief that it's over. It wasn't all pleasant, I can imagine, because of all the body paint he has to go through, <laughs> extensive mm -hmm. hours of body paint and contacts. Uh, he said, the ma yep, the makeup process was beating me down, and I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance, and I want to do more dramatic stuff. And my guy, to be honest with you, you're getting into those roles. Mm -hmm. he's, he's slowly getting I mean, into I those roles. I mean, Glass Onion was a was one of those. I mean, you mm -hmm. saw you saw a different type of character he was playing, and I think what even that Snyder movie he actually played different. It was like a semi serious character, so yeah. I give him props. Yeah, and there's right. another movie coming out with him soon. Where he's playing on a really creepy side. Oh, uh, what is it? Cabin at the cabin? Knock at oh the yeah, knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Knock yeah. The cabin, yeah. yeah. Only thing <laughs> is, I on her, right? oh, he yeah. was yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though uh, that knock at the cabin oh, is the M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie, and uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan, he's got yeah. his lost record right like, now, needs to work. He needs yeah. to work. That, hey, that gonna... balance again. <laughs> that's my man, that's my man, Shyamalan Ding Dong. That's exactly what I call it. Oh, um, I was like, it's, it's a balance. Uh, speaking of The Rock, uh, he has been ruffling feathers over at Warner Brothers, and when I say ruffling feathers. He was going over the WB executive's head and going to the head man because he wanted to he wanted to run the DC branch. Ew, uh, absolutely no. not. No. So, absolutely. It was already blood in the water. You mean mm -hmm. the, you mean Black Adam, not all no, he wanted to run the. He wanted, he wanted to, to run the whole thing. Uh, that, my guy, you're bugging. You are yeah. wild. Unfortunately, wild. he has been he is considered a closet comic fan. All he yeah. talked about was portraying Black Adam, but he never talked about anything else comic wise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, no, yeah. you 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 great for the mean, eyebrow and the elbow, but guess what? 
No, I mean, fam. He was all the all the wins, all the wins he had. In the, in, the, in the iron prison or whatever the hell it is, and just keep playing and banging. Keep, keep your role, man. Just keep stay in your lane. I know you're you're profitable with the liquor and and your cheat days. I hate you. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he those got the legend. Extra. Those are legendary cheat days that man has. Yeah. I'm like, good I mean, God Almighty, I couldn't. I mean, he's Listen, got. I don't want him in charge of the universe, but like he stayed ten toes down for fifteen years. I, mm-hmm. I I feel where he's coming from. Like I'm oh something. Like I'm 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 flip some tables. Nah, I'll leave about it. Nah, be nah, not like that. Not I mean, what is it, Jumanji? Nah, be you not getting DC off of Jumanji and Jumanji. Ain't no way. I, I, this was just the first time a rock took an L. Let's just be honest. I mean, if you rather think about it, almost everything he's been in has been moderately successful to hugely successful. So it's weird to see him take an L for once. Yeah. I mean, even you, I mean, let's be honest. San Andreas did okay. Rampage did okay. Mm. And I say okay yeah, in the sense, yeah. I, I say okay oh, in sorry, the moderate are you, sense. Are you giving it, a track yeah. for mid movies? Is that what we're doing here? I can, yes, here I can. It was mid, but it was profitable. Jumanji. I will go ahead and say That's that. Cool. But Jumanji too. Yeah, it was mid but profitable. But this is the first time we've ever seen The Rock, you know, take on a on a a major project on this scale and fall hard. I mean, this, 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 this is it. We haven't seen him fall this hard since WWE. So. They, they didn't have him in his khakis in a in a jungle. I right, that's no. the formula: khakis, jungle, rock, smolder. You forgot. You I'm forgot to smolder. About that, almost every movie he was in was you're right. Smolder. I'm, I'm mad about that. Well, how you go sit there? And t- I was like, son of a, you're right. Every movie he was in. Oh my god! I don't like the fact that um, he took an L on a nerdy property. See, that's where I have. That's where I have my mm-hmm. problem. And, and I that's enjoyed the, the movie. That's the, I enjoyed it, the movie. It, yeah, yeah, but but he, you you took an L when everything else to me, which was mid to super mid, mm-hmm. made you money, and you come over here. That's a term. Yes, there is a such thing as super mid. Dun, 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 dun. Super mid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Faster than a pun. More powerful than my ex wife. Yeah, that's super mid. Wow. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh. I don't negate that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I. I thought that the hiring of James Gunn was pretty much. It, it should be the sign of better things to come. Let's just. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Uh, I think there's still some guppies in the water that's trying to make names for themselves. I don't know where this let's just hope it's just a rumor because good lord they're and they and they were very stern on how they worded this mm-hmm. they said the WB executives mm-hmm. executives mm-hmm. are open mm-hmm. to keeping Ezra Miller around as the Flash you can be open if you want now, to. James, now, James oh, Gunn. You better him as because he's crazy. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, James Gunn has not once men- mentioned The Flash in any kind of future project at mm-hmm. all, which is a smart move. One, because he says, I'm not, con-, he's like, I'm concentrating on a blueprint. And right now, I need to worry about step one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not worried about that. That's not in my plans more than like, 
Gal Gadot might still have a job because he never once said that he, I think he's someone said that they, they 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 were getting rid of one woman. He's like, I never said I was booting. Right. He did say that. You know, is you know, in her in her circle, <laughs> mm-hmm. Diana's in her last pretty much immortal. You know, yeah, yeah. You can get that off. Yeah. But uh, but Ezra. Nah, Ezra gotta go, man. <laughs> Just... a, look, I'm a villain. That dude's a menace. There's a part, there's a difference. All I can say is what PR team did he hire to pull off this rice cake warrior miracle? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Will loves that term. He loves I love that term profusely. <laughs> there's gotta be uh, alabaster <laughs> warrior. He has I mean, something on someone. Like he got, if the if I, I hope this isn't true. I really do. For the he got dirt, he got dirt on somebody. Yeah. If he has if this go, if this is solid, this is scary. Because see, now you're you're but see, this is why I'm glad they said the executives, no one else. The executives, mm-hmm. they just push the money, they they push the cash. You mm-hmm. know, they call a shot and either it goes most of the time it goes through. Other times, not so much, you know, and that's where the directors are like, yeah, no, you know, James Gunn is running this thing. And look, if you want to keep stuff together, that's who you need to keep happy. Mm -hmm. He's already giving you some wins. So let's not let's not stamp out the fire. As as was said, don't mess with purchase money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember talking about this before and saying this is a perfect opportunity for them to bring in fresh blood and new talent as you're yes. bringing in these new characters. Stop using these established stars because we've seen them before. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing, see, you, you've been goofy, you've been stupid, you've been this, okay? Be that elsewhere. Let's bring in some new blood, okay? I want to see what else you can do with the talent that's out there. Quit being mm-hmm. scared. Mm-hmm. You're already, you already told us that you're reckless as it is anyway. So let's go ahead and get something going where you can you're you're creating a legacy. Mm-hmm. You're trying to compete with Marvel and trying to do a do-over. Quit being scared. What are scared yeah. about? You're scared about you already cast that's why that's why Superman. I mean, obviously you're not scared. Yeah, that's why that, that call that that Jason Momoa got, he was excited about. And I'm mm-hmm. like, my guy, is, it's Lobo, isn't it? You it's you say you can't Lobo. say, but it's Lobo. We know it's Lobo. <laughs> it is, and I mean, let's face it. When he got cast as Aquaman, I'm like, that's different. Considering, in fact, how we see Aquaman. I'm like, that's different. But okay, mm-hmm. let's see how he plays it. He didn't play it wrong. It was just a different take. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, dude, you should have been Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. from the giddy up. And they, yeah. they were, once, like you said, Montel, they were scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like gun isn't scared. No, he's he giving knows, you he knows. people, people yeah. want to see these people. Number one, people are tired of the same um the same wheelhouse, the same good guy gets it, you know, he's perfect, he's this embodiment of, of perfection. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Nobody we know that. We know like James wants to show flawed, he loves a flawed character, he loves yeah. somebody. Yeah. Quite get, mm-hmm. can't quite figure out how to make this problem right, and so you've got to bring in. You actually do have to bring in a team of people to help you get that. Maybe they're not as perfect as, you know, the Justice League, 
that draw that make that builds character that builds a story that makes me want to say well hell i don't know how the hell are they going to get out of this they don't have any they're not impervious to bullets like it's i say all this to say i really 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 want james gunn to give marvel hell and this is coming from a marvel fan <laughs> i want it i can't wait. I, 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 i'm one of those ones where i like i want both houses to win mm -hmm. when I both houses, houses win we all win yeah, like like it's, are, like it's it's not a competition for us. It's like, look, everybody can win. Everybody, mm -hmm. do, do you understand? Everybody can win at this. Like, oh, you may not like Captain America, but you're gonna love Peacemaker. You know, which now, look, <laughs> yeah. and, and in my opinion, mm -hmm. still probably one of the best intros that's <laughs> to a television yeah. show out there. I have it as my gym, as it's in my gym music rotation. <laughs> no shame, no shame. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. So, so yeah, I, I you know, I, I have faith in what Gunn is deciding because once again, he's giving you obscure, he's giving you different, he's giving you character. Mm -hmm. Hell, mm -hmm. this the Suicide Squad, although it had Harley Quinn in it, it wasn't focused on Harley. And that mm. was he gave he gave her her moment in the sun, and then he walked away. He said, "No, we're gonna talk about <laughs> all of these other people that's in, on this mm. squad and deal yeah. with it. We're gonna kill off the ones you <laughs> wouldn't expect." That was, was and that, <laughs> that was the best part of that entire thing is that the the whole setup of who you thought the Suicide Squad was versus the opposite side of it. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen, mm. we call that story writing. Mm. That's it. <laughs> Oh my god, did he do he did what is it? Uh um psycho. He psychoed mm. an action movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He was like, Oh, mm -hmm. when you find out the literally finding out the cast that he had, and I'm like, that's a lot of big names. Mm -hmm. Like, who's who's pulling out on this? <laughs> I'm like, who's pulling out? I, I thought Nathan Fillion was pulling out. I wasn't expecting that. I, I, <laughs> Before you got your popcorn, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, oh, boomerang is gonna be fine. Ah, oh, God and that was the yeah. beauty. That was the beauty of it. Nobody was safe, and that's right. and that was the that was a feeling that we need to have with the Suicide Squad that no one was safe. Mm -hmm. was and it was such it was such a hearing because it's like, dude, you put Starro in the movie. Mm hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was fucking amazing. It it, it was beautiful. I, how did you pull that, that off? No one knew about unless you knew the comic. And that and it wasn't even so much. Letter. It wasn't so much the major focus. It was just like here's this. This is the big bag, but that's not really what we're concerned about. We're talking about all these guys. Mm -hmm. And then you're Later. looking at Peacemaker. Taking out Rick Flag, didn't see that coming, and realizing you have this hate for him. Then the show comes mm -hmm. out, and you're just like, Oh, but it was such a beautiful catalyst to it, though. <laughs> it was a, it was, I mean, you, you thought when you first saw it, it's like, Oh, that's real messed up. And then you, like you said, you see Peacemaker and that whole background of it. I'm like, This was beautiful. This was beautiful, long storytelling from. From a movie to a television series, that's like you went from hating Peacemaker to kind of like I see where the little break's coming from. Yeah. Uh, in other DC news, um, you know the Arrow Arrow is coming up on its final seasons uh, premiering uh, in February. 
Well, I'm looking yeah, at Arrow, that's why. Uh, because Stephen Amell is appearing. I don't know how they're pulling this off. Isn't he? Wasn't he dead? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was the yeah. Specter. Yeah, he became yeah. the Specter. He became the Specter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's making a comeback. Okay. Uh, I'm not opposed to it because you know Stephen Amell was probably the best Arrow we've had so far. Yeah. You know. So. Um, Diggle. Because he was a flawed hero. Yes. He was flawed. We could and understand. We could relate mm-hmm. to all of the bull. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It worked. It worked. It worked. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's returning. Uh, Kid Flash is returning. Uh, Bloodwork is returning. I'm just, in the meantime, I'm just sitting like, where's Cisco? I need Cisco before this show ends. Yes. I need the, I need yes. the original trio yes. back together I mean, again. Yes. I think Vibe saw the end and was like, I'm cool. <laughs> I think Vibe saw the Give end and was like, Cisco, I'm cool. I need to, like, Cisco really did make the comedy work. Well, mm. besides that episode where, where Barry and Oliver switched bodies. Now, that was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a quick break we're going to talk to our guests Wendell Chewy Robinson we're going to talk about his voice work D&D and his toy photography so we'll be right back running low on energy long days and even longer nights tired of all the other energy drinks and bars promise you a lot and never delivering need to make it through work but want a product that can keep up with your busy lifestyle want no longer try Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls the balls that are so smooth and with a load of nutrients and vitamins to really get you up and bouncing off the walls. Made with all natural ingredients and healthy junk to satisfy even the pickiest eater. Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls are sold everywhere where you buy your junk. And now for those who want that extra kick in the butt, comes Chef's Heavy Duty Chocolate Salty Balls with 120% more caffeine than the leading brand. Disclaimer, this product has not been approved by the FDA or World Health Association. Warning, this product is not intended for consumption by children, elderly people, or women who are pregnant, or may become pregnant. You might even get pregnant. Two tablesticks of butter. All right. I think, every time I see that old man dancing at the end of it, I think of Chris. When he That's Deacon Brown. Family. That's Deacon Brown. Uh, <laughs> he he reminds me of an old man from the 70s. He reminds me of that old man from uh, Big Mama's house. He reminds me of the old man from Big Mama's house. <laughs> Hitting on Martin in the fat suit. Uh, we have our very esteemed special guest, Wendell Chewy Robinson. He's going to hear. We are talking about tabletop gaming, D&D, toy photography, which I absolutely love, and some voice work he's doing. So let's talk to you. Let's, let's introduce yourself there, Wendell. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, uh, with the D&D, I've been playing D&D for about 20-some-odd uh, years. Started around when I was in college. Uh, it's honestly bubbled into, I'm more or less a DM now. Uh, we call mm-hmm. ourselves forever DMs, people that are just kind of stuck in yeah. facilitating the game more so than being a player. Because, honestly, <laughs> it's really easier to find people who want to play as opposed to finding somebody who actually is going to be able to facilitate a full game, uh, especially if you know a lot more about the game than uh, the people that you find. I'm sure Navy model understands, uh, but uh, yeah, 
it, it that is essentially what I do with D and D uh, voice acting. Uh, I'm not really a formal voice actor. It's really just me dabbling and learning, as you see on my social media. I basically mm -hmm. play around with various voices, various not really cultures, but accents. I would. Did we lose it? Oh, did he pause for uh, Because with D and D, obviously you have orcs, elves. Oh, I'm back. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just saying uh, uh, with uh, the necessarily uh, not races, but species uh, in uh, D and D, you've got you know not just humans, you've got orcs, uh, celestial beings, and things like that, and they all definitely have different sounds and different vernaculars, different vocabularies even. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, with my art, toy photography and things like that, uh, basically I'm just trying to make the toys do more than what they do, do more than mm -hmm. just sitting around uh, mm -hmm. and show some artistic expression along with that. And I have tried to usually put a message in there, a hidden message in there, put some motivation, some words of affirmation, especially out there for POCs. Because uh, I know as far as black artists, it's it's really hard to get your material out there. Uh, mm. Obviously, people usually go towards Caucasian artists for their work, usually. Um, yeah. That about sums I, up, I believe. I, I find it endearing and amazing that uh, when I see people of color that's into tabletop gaming, because I, it's something I always wanted to dabble in myself, which... I'm from what I've been told, you don't really dabble, you dive, and that's just you're just in it. Once you're in, you're in. Uh, it, it's similar to being a comic book collector and collecting mm -hmm. action figures. It's like once you're in, you're in. You're like, there's no you don't back out. You, you take a break, <laughs> you take a breather, but you're never done. It's it, like being in the mafia, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> so how did you get started in DD? Uh, D and D essentially, uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I know you mentioned, uh, as far as POC and the gaming space, um, I'm sure a lot of blurs understand that D and D very much seems like a white man's game. It really is. A lot of tables are usually whitewashed, white centric. Um, honestly, a coworker I was talking to not too long ago mentioned that when they first went into a game store as a young child, and they went towards what is usually the D and D section is usually just cordoned off. There's usually like a curtain or something separating them from the rest of the game store. Uh, it's more of a private affair. <laughs> right. It, it's kind of ridiculous. It really is. Well, it kind mm -hmm. of is. Uh, but the uh, game store employees, uh, they almost kind of, they, they kept them from entering the room and they didn't allow them to even ask questions about the game. And that's sort of the vibe that you get uh, when you're a person of color and you ask certain people questions about the game. It's it's very Eurocentric, uh, if you will. And mm -hmm. I was asked by another POC individual who honestly felt like they were the only person at their table. So they honestly wanted to bring more POCs to their table. They asked me, they asked a couple other individuals just to really sort of darken up their table. And that was back in college around 18 mm -hmm. or so. And mm -hmm. I started out as a player in, I want to say, oh man, I don't believe it was fifth edition back then. And that's the thing. There's different iterations of the game. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how I got uh, invited. Uh, essentially, someone just trying to create a more POC-centric table. See, now I know Martel, who's, who's family here. He Maybe Martel, he's, he's a big tabletop gamer. At BlurCon, he's running the game room. And I've, I've been privy to watching. It's like, like wow. Like it, I didn't even feel awkward. I felt at home, you know. 
Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like it's all different forms of tabletop gaming. It's dice, there's uh, cards, there's, like you said, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So Montel, I know he has some input on that as well. Uh, what do you think, um, Montel? Well, I started playing D&D when I was in high school. So that was 1984. So that was, uh, wow, that was still version 2.0. And I was the only person of color in my group and mind you i was a new so for me it was a grand thing and i didn't feel awkward and i didn't feel any type of uh ex, you know uh, the ostracizing but i did feel like i could be there could be more of us but when i mentioned bringing other people into it it became a hush hush sort of uh evolution like oh no you know, we, we like you, so we're going to bring you in. And I thought, well, what's wrong with bringing other people in? You're basically playing pretend on pen and paper, which is what we all grew up doing anyway. It was all, we're all playing make-believe as kids. All mm-hmm. they're doing now is making it structured. So, <clears throat> and as time grew on, and I'm, I'm happy to say as time has, as <clears throat> has continued on, we're seeing more of an inclusion of people of color, of all walks of life, and everything into the game. But it was to me, it was always an elitist mindset that just that kept it so hush hush and so secret. Like, oh, you're not worthy. Uh, you can't be a part of this. Well, why not? I have an imagination. I can bring something to the table. I bring, you know, I can be a part of the adventure. Why can't Why can't I be a part of it? And it was that elitist mindset that kind of drove me crazy. So that's why I continue to crusade like I have been. You want to play? Cool, come on, let's go. I don't even care what you are. That's why at BlurCon, it doesn't matter who you are, you want to play, we got a space at the table for you. Sit down, you got any dice? No problem. I'll pour all seven bags of dice. Pick your set, take it home with you. Don't give it back to me. I'm going to throw it right back at you. Okay? I won't show dice no more. They ain't mine no more. They're yours. <coughs> but that's always been the big thing. And, and, and Philly makes a valid point. Some people will include us just to bring color to the table without mm-hmm. ever looking at the content of our character or what uh, what we can bring as far as our imagination to this game. Mm. It's it's a sad thing. <laughs> Some of the best tables I've sat at are all black folk. Why? Because all bets are off. We can we can act a fool mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. have that game, have that adventure, and that joker won't last six to seven years. <laughs> sure, you know what I'm talking about, sir. You know what I'm talking about. So, those campaigns that last for 20 years. Well, when we yes. last left off, I had to go to the bathroom, and you guys were facing the, a, a league of displacer beasts. So, what were you going to do? I'm going to have a snack. <laughs> I want this to be over. Is there a tavern close by? <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, I know like with the success of stranger things and seeing lucas number one seeing that type of representation was awesome number two mm-hmm. they was it was never out of place they never made him feel like he was out of place they never made right. him feel different because he was the black kid that was playing dnd if anything it was his sister erica that you know shunned him you know then it turns <laughs> out she's just as good as he is mm-hmm. you know if not better and even better, honestly. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, even better. <laughs> definitely so, better. <laughs> it's so totally, mm-hmm. definitely better. 
like in one night better. So mm-hmm. when you see that type of representation, when you see, you are you thinking we've arrived? Are you thinking that this is how it should be? Like, you know, it should be it, like comics is for everybody. It's just for mm-hmm. everybody. So when you see stuff like that, when you see that, that inclusion, you know, it's great when it's amongst our own and we, cause we're not thinking that way. We're like, we're playing a game, you know, but mm-hmm. when you're amongst the counterparts, you know, is that, is your hair standing on in? Like when you started out? Uh, it really was, honestly, it really was. Cause you like, like it was mentioned before, you get this sort of vibe that honestly, just you as a person, don't be yourself when you come here. We want mm. you to be just like everybody else at this table. Mm. Once again, Eurocentric characters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't bring any African culture here. Don't bring any Puerto Rican culture here. Don't don't bring anything else. We just want UK, Irish, all that. You know, and it 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 is great to see, especially in major media, a Netflix original, let alone Stranger Things, massive show, that the the best player is not only a black person but a black woman because it is also a very sexist game in some scenarios as well. That, mm-hmm. that, as I've been told from other women. Right, right, right. Kira's so, eyes got bigger than the screen. <laughs> You're about right. to testify. Right. <laughs> so I know, I know there was an article recently that was released that was talking about um, getting rid of, of, I guess, races or deeming it not racist but races uh in in the game and i i i found that a little interesting because i didn't think it was that kind of an issue when it came to that and apparently it is and so <laughs> speak on it kira mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm letting them get it out <laughs> <laughs> so it you know to see people like erica pretty much you know, I was just I was just here for the little black girl owning them. That's what I was here for. <laughs> I was here for it. But when you see articles coming up again, I mean, I came up in an era where they were like, Dungeons and Dragons is bad. It's the devil. It's doing this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, everything's the devil, isn't it? The cartoon got canceled because parents were scared. You know, and... <laughs> <laughs> And Sorry, to see it, and seeing that type of interaction now, do you think it's more acceptable? Do you care at this point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't care. But I do. I, I'm still gonna play either way. That's that's the thing. It's. I think it's the best game ever. I really do. You can you can do just about anything. It's the most immersive game. You're basically customize the game. Everybody creates the game together. There's there's no getting around it. It's the best one. But um, no, I really don't care. I do think the the Satanism stigma is always going to stay because religion is always going to be in the foreground of especially American culture, even though they mm-hmm. don't say it. It really is. Um, and I I just you know I, I think it's gotten better definitely since then. Uh, but. Right, it, it, it will usually be a problem with certain people that just disagree with this as a whole, just because it's 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 fiction that dabbles in taboo things. Mm-hmm. Really. So I think that just carries the stigma in itself, really. Uh, Kira, you said you wanted to say something. 
Oh, <laughs> I, lo- I love when Kira gets her, her that piece. That is an understatement. I got my snack. I'm, I, because I'm here for Kira's pieces. I'm I'm here where, for where, where is my cup of tea? Kira without her wine. I know. We had a guest or two guests tonight, so I figured I should lay off on that a little bit. I'm drinking the cup of wine. I don't want to miss But no, I, I find it fun. Uh, it's you know, especially when you hear that there's known celebrity circles who play D and D. You know, when you when you're just like, oh wow, it's not just the comics; it's it's ingrained in mm-hmm. actual culture. You mm-hmm. know, the tabletop community has been around for a very long time, and mm-hmm. to see. Like I said, Montel, he he runs the gaming room at BlurCon. So to see our people doing this, and then you see people like Jasmine LaFleur, who runs Black Fade and having this inclusion in fantasy, and to the point where it's not even inclusion, like we're creating our own mm-hmm. space. We're creating our mm-hmm. own worlds. We're creating our own stories and, and myths and legends. And you're just like, eh, we don't, we don't need that over there now it's like we got this over here you know when you see shows like rings of power you know including mm-hmm. a, a black princess dwarf or a black queen you know who and 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 house of the dragon and you know where you were like the strongest navy belongs to, to the, the valerians who are black so you know you're just like mm, mm-hmm. we're ti- are we we're tipping the scale now because now we're mm-hmm. making them see us and mm-hmm. you have no you like it's not even a choice anymore it's just like no it needs to be it just needs to be because we didn't just appear if you, you know we just didn't appear out of anywhere we we were always around it was like it was just either that's how you perceived things because mm-hmm. we'll never know. Some of the writers are long gone, you know, for a lot of these fantasy stories. So we'll never know. But right. the way people are putting it, like in Hollywood, oh. we, they, is how they perceived it. Uh, uh, Hunger Games, perfect example. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. perfect example, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they were just saying, I was skin, I'm like, that looks nothing like a, a person of any color. If anything, it's void of color, and I'm confused, <laughs> you know. So, and and hearing people, you were bullying a little black girl for Christ's sake. Come on, yeah. and so, <laughs> so he's outsmarting all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So when you see the tipping of the scales, whether it's in D and D, whether it's in the comics realm, whether it's in the fantasy realm of any form. Do you feel like our time is not only here, but we're, it's always been here? Uh, I mean, it's definitely not always been here. I mean, especially when you look in the comics, they didn't even have a color that actually represented us. In the beginning, we were gray. We all looked yes. like Greyhawk. That's mm-hmm. insane. That, that, <laughs> some people don't even know that. When I tell people today, to this day, they, they're, no, that's not true. You just make that up. That's a joke, right? No, this is very true. Here you go. Look at it. But um, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I think these have changed. These have changed greatly. Um, not to bring up a bad experience again, but uh, Black Adam, look at Black Adam. We had a colorblind cast, <laughs> essentially. Several characters on that team should have been white, but they were black. 
So mm-hmm. that alone, the fact that the company that very much seems right winged allowed that to happen <laughs> is is that alone. Mm, I mean, he ain't lying, though. No. <laughs> like, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Go for it. You ain't lying. I mean, that's that's a huge step forward. That is that's a huge step forward, and I think I think things are going to progressively change from here. I really do. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematic assassin. We'll be watching. What do you got? Um, Montel touched on it earlier. Um, I I just need something explained to me a little bit. The dice, uh-huh. like. Oh my god! What's the what's the deal? Like it seemed like you can have, I don't know, hundred different sets of dice, and like how many can you actually play with at once? Like what's let help 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 me understand? Oh oh, okay, I I think Chewy would definitely. I want to let Chewy explain. Yeah, yours got dice. Oh, I don't have my big Bertha. Little friends, they all shapes and sizes, they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Let me put her up there so she can show off her dice. There, yeah, our very own Vanna I Black, everybody. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now, 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 because Will's got me curious now. So, what is the significance of the die? What, like, there's well, seven sided, correct? Oh, well, there are some seven sided sets. Um, there are multiple. Well, they're they're all different sides, actually. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all different sides. You've got you want to call it a couple of shows? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the main one you usually roll is your, your D20. Uh, that's going to mm-hmm. usually be the dice that essentially decides whether or not you succeed or fail uh essentially Damn. the way i usually play <laughs> yeah everything's decided on dice everything everything your stat your yeah. stats essentially assist the dice roll but it doesn't matter if you're very dexterous or not if you roll say a one mm-hmm. on my table that's <laughs> i don't care what your modifier is you are that's there might even be a consequence depending on what you're trying to do if you're trying to do some Ooh. elaborate thing like a a uh, triple backflip with a twist and all of this, and and you get a one, and I I, I you might just spray over a pebble on the ground as you were coming off of the ground. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're exactly. You're I, I, I would never thought you're that. You're quadriplegic for the rest of the the game. <laughs> oh, oh no, that's, so it, that's oh, so everything gambles. <laughs> I mean, on listen, the, listen, so everything dirty in my house. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is on the 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 fate of the die is basically exactly. Wow. Yeah. It is. It's technically You're right. And what's funny about that is the D20 is the principal die out of all of them, because this determines if, you, especially when you're going into battle, this determines the order of turns or order of battle, especially if you're in a group. So the higher your number, the sooner you go to battle. But if you roll a lower number, you know you that, especially if you're dealing with a bunch of like a a, a pack of monsters. And you have a party of six, and you roll. Now you got to go. It'll go hero, monster, hero, monster, hero, monster, and you're going to take damage before you even get smacked in the face. Right. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Monopoly was a problem, D and D at your house is going to be an issue. Uh, no, no. I'm going to tell you straight up. Anyone who plays Monopoly and thinks that game is cutthroat has never 
played D and D. D and D makes Monopoly look like kindergarten. Friendships <laughs> in the room end with with the role with how you play in this no. game. You are not I often, how long does a normal we'll say because uh, uh, because because you mentioned earlier uh Wendell that they can continue like like it's not it's like it's just literally you start tonight that game ain't finished like you got to come back right well, it's, yeah we usually usually no you can, you can it's weak you my it? guy it's weak <laughs> at best it's weak yeah, it's 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 weeks. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Wendell. No, sure. uh, unless because... you're doing a one shot. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, because that's what I that's yeah. how I got introduced to D and D was one shots because I wouldn't learn how to play, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, well, you can do this one shot." I said, "Okay," and <laughs> asked all my questions over. Asked all my questions. They're like, "Oh, what do you want?" I said, like, "How do you?" It's like I'm. This is the reason why I love D and D because number one, um. Outside of a lot of groups, they are the nicest people that you can bug them with a hundred questions. Nobody gets aggravated with you because mm-hmm. I know I did that my mm-hmm. first time. My first time I played D I did a one shot. I was asking twenty different questions while I had while I had my stat sheets in front of me. I'm like, okay, well, you, you, I can be a wait a minute, I can be a fighter or a rogue. They looked at me and looked, they all looked at me and said, "Fighter." <laughs> Both. Okay. <laughs> I went with I went with the table said you want to be a fighter. Oh, okay, cool. But no, um, one shots. I think ours was two, three hours most max. Yeah, but, short. Yeah, yeah uh, but I, I mean, one shot will run about three hours, and that that will get you from from the door back to mm-hmm. town with all your treasure, all your booty. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. It I definitely my wife is willing to go in on this. <laughs> I think I think you could get her in this, dude. I think I'm gonna have to figure something out. It's a family. Yeah. I promise you, D and D is it's a, a family. Game. It's family game oh, night. It's family game night. I would put it to you like this: Think about telling a story, except you get to determine where they go, what they see, what they hear, and what they do. All they have to do is decide. From a number of choices that they have, Why you're in a setting. You hear this sound. <laughs> you smell this. You see this creeping in the dark. What do you want to do? Um, I want to see what's in the dark. Okay, give me a, a, a give, roll a, a d20 for me. Okay, yeah, you're going inside, and that's how the game goes. Mm-hmm. You're giving them choices, and you're making them more aware. This helps critical thinking, math skills, reading. You just told interaction. me. Mm-hmm. The villain. Oh yeah! <laughs> can literally. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do what you oh, want. Oh, I'm five, going dude. to lord this over them. Friendship, I'll use my best Decker King voice. Do what you will, shall be the whole <laughs> of the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So it is obviously. So Will, you've already answered. That you could do one shots as the starter, as to kind of get your feet wet, kind of understand what's going on. But they can go on. What's the longest any of you have play, ever played a session? Too long. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Kira's, Kira's eyes got big as the screen again. I had an adventure last five years. No, get out. No, I had. Look at, look at, look at, look at. He's just like no. five no. years. 
Like, when where are you going? I got to finish this game. <laughs> yeah. 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 In the game for five years sounds like a toxic relationship. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Just uh, I mean, depending on how you interact with some of the players. Yeah. I mean, was money involved? <laughs> oh, don't add another level level to it. It's, it's even worse. So when you were last here, you owed me ten. You gotta got in. You, you didn't cut me in just yet. Oh my god. So it's five years. Wow. Mm. Wow, people black in in black households, monopoly doesn't last long enough for the paper money to get lost. I'm sorry, (laughs) it's like most of the properties have been picked up. (laughs) Most of the properties been picked up. They always want the hat or the car. Um, people mad, bankrupt, broke. In monopoly, they're too rudimentary, they're too linear. But in DD, everything is linear because Hmm. now. What you do or what you decide can determine which way the story goes. Right. Okay. In D and D, there are no like roads. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I like it. Um. So you you've explained how you started. You've explained the inclusion of POCs in the fantasy realm of D and D. Other tabletop games, which I've seen plenty of. Uh, but D&D seems to be the most famous of all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering has a good has a good following still. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 plus years and still killing it. Yeah, you know, I, I, when I, I, I when I see him, I'm like, man, he's, you know, like I see like the game stocks, like the uh, card decks, like um, at like Walmart, like they sell them at Walmart and everything. Like, so I'm like, oh, wow, it's still around, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's a huge Huge uh, undertaking, uh, Montel. I know you're a big Yu Gi Oh fan, so that's another one, you know. And seeing these different levels of uh gaming, you know, and having POCs involved is just another level of saying, We here, mm-hmm. we don't care what you're doing, we we here right now. <laughs> we don't, uh, we here right now, you know. Um, Hero Clicks. Hero Clicks is another one. Hero Clicks mm-hmm. is another one. So, see uh-huh. these different. Like, only different with bless you. The only difference with Hero Clicks is you're playing with actual DC or Marvel heroes. I don't think Image has anything. I'm not. I can't remember. Uh, actually, no. Image did come out with uh, a limited set of Invincible Hero Clicks. Okay, that's what I thought. I seen one before. Uh, Warhammer is another one. Yeah, I got Omnion on my shelf. So okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I know Warhammer is another one, a big, a big one. Warhammer is a big mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, have any of you played any of those? I know other than Yu Gi Oh and D and D. Have any of you played? Well, I don't, Montel, you probably played Hero Clicks before then. If you have Omni Man, oh, I, I still play Hero Clicks. I played that Pass Unplugged. Um, I've played Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, Magic. Uh, I play Vanguard, Bleach. Oh, uh, the, the Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter had a, a card game out. Dragon mm-hmm. Ball's got a card game out. Digimon, One Piece. Uh, uh, yeah, when I tell you, yeah. Pirate King. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Straw Hat Gang over here. 
that's, that's my deck. I have a straw hat deck, so yeah. Nice. But so, business. what's the worst? What's the worst one to actually play though that you've played? If you're just getting into it, I wouldn't suggest Yu-Gi-Oh off the bat. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest Yu-Gi-Oh because, and I'll and I'll say this by prefacing it with this: every community is different. Mm-hmm, every right. gaming community is different. And you got to go where your interest is going to go. So if you're into miniatures, you're going to play Warhammer. Uh, you're going to play uh, Warhammer Fantasy. You're going to play 40K. You're going to play um, Necromunda, a bunch of other systems, mm-hmm. all tabletop war fighting. Um, if you're into cards, any of the ones that I've named off. If you're into board games, Catan is an excellent start. Katana has been around for years mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, Betrayal in the House on the Hill. <laughs> that game that game still scared the shit out of me, but I digress. Um, it all depends on where your interest is and who brings you into it, because that's the other thing. And I know Chewy will definitely agree with me on this. Coming into a game is just as important as who brings you into it, because the yes. introduction is everything. If someone brings it to you and they're enthusiastic about it and they want you to see all the good bits and they can tell you about the bad experiences, that's the experience that you want because it's a balanced answer. Mm-hmm. Instead of someone, yeah, you should just play so-and-so. Really? Why? That's all you get? Nah. Mm-mm. Honestly, yeah, I never believe someone that says nothing but good things about the game because it's mm-hmm. halfway through the game, you have to do improv. Everything you plan goes straight out the window <laughs> because all of a sudden, when you thought they were going to go right, they went left. That that <laughs> happens all the time. So when once again, when I hear like it was just one hundred percent grade A, nothing was wrong. No, you're lying. You're not coming back. Sorry. That's honestly <laughs> normally how I do it. I'm not going to lie. That's normally how I do it. It's just like I I don't believe you at this point. So now I don't know what I need to change. I don't know how to perform for you as a player because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interactive. I need to provide you with with game just as much as you need to provide me with game right it's 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 a collaborative storytelling effort i'm the storyteller right but i'm more of a guide than mm-hmm. a a leash for you if you if you will you're the narrator mm-hmm. of the story you yes, right. Right. right right exactly perfect mm-hmm. example i it struck me because i've never once heard in all my years in table or you know, hearing about tabletop gaming, I've never once heard a, the negative community or the toxic community. You know how Star Wars has a toxic, has a bit of a toxic fan base, or DC has a bit of a toxic fan, or even Marvel. I haven't heard the toxic fan base in tabletop gaming. Does that exist? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <Dang. laughs> Preach on Akira. <laughs> Easy. Uh, you just you have people that just that uh, you have people that don't like their real life, and so <laughs> it has magically become this oasis for them where they are dominion of all that they survive. It is so gatekeeping. No, 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 no. Oh, you're in. You're playing with them. Mm-hmm. But they they dictate almost everything that you do in the game. Oh, and yeah, those DMs. Oh, yeah. that's annoying. They, they kill their supremacy 
during mm-hmm. the game, regardless of when you start, they are the be all, they are the pattern, yeah. they are the yeah. one for mm. you that they have a shit show ass up. You still live with your mama. That kind of just sucks the joy out of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, not ev- not everybody can be Eddie Munson. All right, not <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Wow, uh, hey, hey. he went out like a G. He went out like a G. Uh, oh, so okay, so it's safe to so it's it's okay. So yes, there is a toxic. Oh, yeah. Is it as toxic as? Is it more toxic that is that is vocal, or is it? In their actions, like like you like you said, Kira, you you know you they may not like their real life. They might work at an office job, and and the wife bosses them around, and you know this is their outlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I, I get to be Lex Luthor here. Mm-hmm. I run everything, you know. And it's, it's, that sounded like more like JJ. Uh, <laughs> I want pictures of Spider Man. Um, <laughs> that sounded more like him, but it. Other than that, is it toxic like, oh, we don't allow girls to play or we, you know, anything like that? Is it is it there? Is it like mm-hmm. that? Mm-mm. Not as much as it was. Yeah. So the, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Chewie. You said you say, yeah? Oh, it's, it's um, like, I would say that uh, you definitely... I mean, it's it's a it's it's a. I mean, I guess maybe I'm I'm in the South. There there very much is a lot of anti. Uh, <laughs> Bohemian Women Airs Club. Bohemian Women Airs Club. I'll put it that okay. Way. Okay. So that that is, is very that's where to put it. Here. Maybe it's different. Uh, different, right? You know, maybe it's different in other areas, but here it very much is like that uh, at a lot of tables. Um, we don't want a girl. But my in my personal <laughs> right. Um, in my personal experience, I would say that I deal with rule sticklers more so than uh, uh, things like that. Um, people that want to supersede what you're saying. One of the main things in the DM's handbook, within the first few pages, it literally says the DM is in full control of the game, and you can decide if a rule stands or not. So really and truly, mm-hmm. final say comes from the DM. If a rule is not going to work well with the storytelling that you have in play, you're going to get rid of it. You're going to say you're going to allow something to happen that's normally not going to happen. But then sometimes you get a player that's going to, I'm, I'm, excuse me, excuse me. And then they start flipping pages and then go exactly to where they can prove that, no, no, you can't do that because blah, blah, blah. And that everybody just doesn't want to play at that point. You know, because mm-hmm. this person's going to continue to do that throughout every session of mm-hmm. the game and sometimes people accept that sometimes people laugh about oh it's the rule stickler <laughs> eh, but you know not every table accepts that not every table can still have fun with people mm-hmm. like that and then you yeah. also get the the heavy role players that don't break character and then sometimes oh. they feel some type of way when you have people who don't even have a different voice from their normal voice <laughs> and they try to aim them into role playing and now, once again, you've got a player that doesn't feel like they're having fun because you're forcing them to play a certain way. Mm-hmm. And and the list, honestly, the list goes on different types they of they toxic. Don't, they don't break rules of the DP commentary. <laughs> no, no, God, no, no, yeah, no. They 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 stay until the credits. They stay in character until the credits. <laughs> they stay until the credits. They stay until the credits. They're committed. I, <laughs> they're committed and need to be committed. Uh, so. <laughs> So it sounds like in order to be the best route to be a DM or a dungeon master for those who are listening, you have to more have a uh, uh, 
not want to be the one in charge. You just want to be the one that's more like Jon Snow. Like, I'm not looking for control. I just it landed in my lap. I did not ask for I would this. Say you want someone that would, that likes to tell a story and mm-hmm. they want to see the story naturally progress, give options, and make everyone feel like they are part of the story. They are mm-hmm. the story, yeah. not as a side character or NPC. If you ever hear someone say NPC, non-playable character, that means mm-hmm. you're you're not you're not an extra on the movie set. Okay, you are the cast. You are the stars of it. And when you have that type of dungeon master, that type of DM that you can see the glitter in their eye when they're about to start and they give the introduction, you feel that vibe and that energy. You know you're about to go on a journey. Before you know it, four or five hours have passed by and you have no idea how that happened. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I, I like that way, it, how it dresses that up because it includes everyone. Oh, they mm-hmm. are. It, it gives everybody a place. It gives everybody a role. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't feel left out. And I, I I actually like, I mean, I've seen it played. I've seen it on television played. I've heard it talk about. We're here talking about it. I've watched it in action. And they're very laser focused, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's that's just it. It's, it's I look at it as the equivalent of chess. When you got a good chess player, they they're playing chess. They don't yeah. care about what's happening over here or over here. <laughs> Just the game right here, no questions asked. So, have you ever, any of you that's played, had someone who they just wasn't into it? They just couldn't get into it. Wasn't trying, being difficult. <laughs> All of the above. It's been me. It's been me sometimes. I don't have the wine and I'm serious. I I can't say anything because the one shots I did, it was everybody was everybody was intrigued. Well, then again, I guess I was the newbie. I I take that back. I was the newbie because everybody else knew each other. So I never really felt like because the whole thing I kept like I said going back to my whole bunch of questions. I'm like I, the dungeon master, which like uh like uh, Chewy and uh, Name Until had said, a good dungeon master is going to draw you in. I mean, this dude had me just sitting there like Kira looked at Jason Momoa and was just starstruck. Like, am I is this dinner theater? Because that's what I, I was like. Oh, it's like is she theater. giving the eyebrows <laughs> right now? <Yeah. laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like I can't say because even I was asked questions like. You know, as I do, you know, Judge Match doing different voices. Everybody's doing voices. I'm like, uh, can can I do it? I'm like, and I guess I must have said because sometimes my inner monologue and my mouth don't work together. So usually when I sit there and say, can I? When I think I said, can I do this? You just see the you just, you just see the Dungeon Masters lean in and say, yes, Will, you can do this. And I just want to sit there and look at him like, you can read my mind? He says, no, man, you just said it real loud. We just be nice. <laughs> but that being said, it, it I've never, I maybe, maybe it's only because I have a limited exposure to it that I've never had a bad, I've never seen anyone have a bad experience or anyone just have a hard time getting into it. It's always been like, Everybody just wants to go and see what the what the DM comes up with. That's what it's always. Yep. That's what I've ran into. But 
That, but then it's just me because I've never had the five year campaign. Now I gotta go find a spot that does a five year campaign. Now. Maybe what? I'm, in, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm say, like, that's gotta be a look good guy. Look, 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 look. Will up, Will, Will up, was like, mm -mm. he pulling the Shannon Sharp. He was like, skip, mm -mm. skip. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like long I look I like long drawn out things especially when you tell me that some games have ran that long I'm like oh that's a fun old time to me that, that that's that's like I have to I know have what mine. this five year journey is man I have friends of mine who are LARPing Vampire the Masquerade and they are they're six years strong and still going nice I do love LARP though I'm sorry but no that's just me well you know LARPing yeah, I, is, I like is LARPing generally too. I want to find me the victim myself. I'm trying to, it's a movie dealing with that too. Um because uh, Peter Dinklage is in it. Don't don't ruin the experience, Chris. Don't do it. No, Ooh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a movie. I don't know what you're talking Summer Glau was in it. Summer Glau was in it and, and Peter Dinklage and because the whole thing was about LARPing, and I cannot yeah. think of the name of the title. Yeah. It, it was like it was an actual demon that showed up some kind of way, and it was it was something. It was one of those crazy offshoot films. Okay, now I got to do research on it. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate it was that. the the the, the guy, the main the main actor in it is from True Blood. He's the he was uh, uh he, was, he was goofy. No, no, no. He was the goofy one. He was the brother. He was oh, Mister Kitsch. Was it? Wait, 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 wait. Catacorn. I know he's Australian. Yeah, yes, yeah. Was oh it, my gosh. Was uh, it Knights of Badastum? That's it. That was it. It was a, it was the weirdest title. It's the reason why I, I know Kira, my mind is full of useless knowledge. I know. But <laughs> no, I, I was thinking I, I was thinking it and I'm like when you said it, I'm like, okay, I wasn't wrong when I thought the name. Okay. Yeah. That's it, it took me a second because it's it's such a weird title. That doesn't sound like a real movie. That is it, oh it's, it's, a, it's real a real movie. movie. It's, it's about as real it. as the pick is the pick of destiny. Is it's in that yeah. vein? It's like <laughs> I just had to look that up just because as a as a fan of LARPing, I was like, wait a second, I know this movie. I just it's a weird title to it. Yeah, because like Summer Glau, she was like the best LARPer they had there. Plus, she was the cute girl, and and mm -hmm. everybody was all over. But she was a badass. There's just like no other way to put it. But uh. <laughs> Back to the conversation. Uh, <laughs> so, so you, you're you're D and D DM master, and does that and LARPing those work hand in hand pretty much, right? Uh, I mean, I guess it would give you um, a step up because generally DMing you're playing several characters in a session so i guess you'd probably be really good at larping in turn you'd be able to improv whatever character you think of i guess you'd be very versatile in larping probably i would assume yeah because i've seen i've seen the play out where you know it's the role play is about the same i guess is what i'm saying like the dm master makes kind of makes the rules basically they're the narrator they makes the rules and then in larping the dm master is also the same one who makes the rules and kind of narrates and, and pushes mm -hmm. things in this, in certain directions. So mm -hmm. I would say, so what's the, you've been, you've been table, you've been D&D &D player for what, 20, you said 20 years, right? Roughly, yeah. 20 years, 20 years. Have you thought about building your own? Ooh. 
Uh, I actually have started creating my own world. I started that within a year I can read ago. Them. I can read um, them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's something I've been working on. Yeah. Well, don't don't yeah, tell. I, I'm very hush hush about it. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm say, very hush hush. Don't tell the recipe. Uh, um, we don't know what the colonel got in the chicken, so no need to tell us yeah. what you got. Trademark it first. There right, you go. exactly. Yes, this, this is the internet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll steal anything. Ask James Cameron. Um, so, <laughs> Kira, am I wrong? <laughs> I didn't have to say a word. You said the whole thing. I don't like him anyway, but that's okay. <laughs> well, we was just like, how did we get here? Damn, that was range. <laughs> that, that, that's how you come full circle. That's come full circle. So, <laughs> life always finds a way. Um, <laughs> no lies have been told. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? What is? So you you've already said that you're creating a whole new world. Uh, what's? Can you say what's in this world? Like as far as. Is it is it black phase? Is it orcs or black orcs or what? What do you have? Uh, it's actually I intend to try to create a more isolated fey realm that has sort of made its way into the forgotten realm. Hmm. So it, it's going to be heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a heavy. Jasmine would have a blast. It's going to be a heavy phase centric new country that as far as everyone else can tell has appeared out of nowhere in the forgotten mm -hmm. realms um uh i guess i could say I, I i want to put it within a sort of dormant volcanic crater um mixed with a, a very massive colossal treant that is within the middle of that said crater and that's going to play a very huge role and things that go on within this this I have just yeah. envisioned that entire thing just now. <laughs> I have I have a hell of an imagination. He has created uh, a of life. I love he it. Did. I love it. I did. I might I might have to put you in contact with Jasmine because uh, she is all about the phase. She 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 runs Black Payday. Uh, she's all about the phase. So having these worlds exist. Is something special, uh, you know, here on this show, on this platform, we always talk about, you know, we should be the leads in these in these fantasy realms, these sci-fi realms, mm -hmm. these adventure realms. And it feels good knowing that, you know, people like yourself who are the creatives who are putting some of this work out here and creating these worlds and creating these spaces and creating the platforms to say, hey, we don't necessarily need that mm -hmm. when we have mm -hmm. this. And a lot of times when we have this, it's a lot better. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I ain't just saying that. I'm like, mm. said it on the last show, we get stuff and we turn it into gold. It's just... Mm -hmm. Put a little bit of seasoning on it. Anything, anything is in the right. Right. A lot of, look, a lot of seasoning. <laughs> even, look, look. Even, I, yeah. even Thanos was making grits over there on that farm. I, I know. <laughs> I know how I went. Uh, that man was making grits. I'm like, oh, yeah. He, I know. He he <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Uh, oh, the southern part of Titan. Oh, man. So, Wendell, before we get out of here, what is next for you besides this creation of this, this fantasy realm? Uh, honestly, I think I'm going to throw my hat in the podcast ring. Uh, I think just going over information with D&D, uh, going over uh, the changes that they're trying to make for the POC community, because they, they say they're trying to make them. Uh, mm. I, I think there needs to be a more analytical sense on it to maybe light a fire under their rear ends, because I, I, I don't feel it. Um, <laughs> Citadel of Radiance really feels like the most cultural pre-made module that they've ever come out with and that was like within the past few months so mm-hmm. i mean i don't really know yeah so i, I think like that's that. what uh, that's what i'm gonna try to do the more the more i mentioned tabletop gaming to people the more people are saying you should do it and i'm like i i need a section yeah. of my life to do it <laughs> i was yeah. like as much i would love you, to do it, though. sir i, I will yeah. tell you this you you will find the time <laughs> we can only show you the way when you find it. You will, you will cultivate it, okay? You, oh, will, mm-hmm. you, will, you will get your custom DM dice. I can see you doing this now. Look, I've been at conventions where I'm looking, those are just nice dice to have. I'm just, those look right. nice. Yeah, it's an addiction sometimes. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> it will draw you in. Walking around, walking around, looking like Hustle Man with the trench coat on. Like, what you got, Chief? You know. (laughs) 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 That was my best, Tracy Morgan. Um, (laughs) Oh man! man. So before we get out of here, I'm gonna let my man Chewy go ahead and tell everybody where they can find. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, mainly, I will say Instagram. Instagram is the best place to find me uh, right there at RikenFEC. Uh, yeah, I post, uh, like I said, the basically the learning process that I've been going through and just uh, with, with D&D, with my art, with voice acting. Uh, yeah, feel free to DM me, DM me with any questions. Uh, yeah, I'm always open to talk. My guy, you always got a home here. But before I do that, Gotta give it to our our brother in arms, Navy Montel. <laughs> if you don't know where to find this brother at right now, I don't know what else to tell you because <laughs> he seems to be everywhere. <laughs> as we as we open the tome, uh, we used to be called a phone book. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Dude. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Navy Montel. Uh, the Blood of Corn combos are coming back. I am looking forward to get it because I got a whole slew of guests. Matter of fact, one of them is on this amazing podcast going on here. So they know who they is because they've been like, mm-hmm. why are they going to be on the show? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. It's Trust all right. me, they will have fun. <laughs> and you can find me on uh, YouTube and on Twitch under Rose and Catnip. I'm, I got a, I've got a series of interviews I did with Pax Unplugged, folks, especially when I did it with Rivals of Waterdeep, uh, my friend Tanya to pass and the crew, it was amazing. So come check me out. Cool. Lady of the house, Hello. Kira B. Good evening. Thank you for having me. No, I'm kidding. Um, but also, no, but seriously, no, thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Kira Brown. 
I am also known as, well, I will be known as Lady Mandalore. Um, I, yeah, have, I have to change the intro for the for the season. Yeah. <laughs> no longer the child of Mandalore, Lady. No, no, I, I'm a I'm a lady. Um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um okay, I have a, a oh wait, what happened? What I missed? I've got a podcast on Spotify um, called uh, Child of Mandalore. Um, it's only two episodes in. Catch up. <laughs> um, I can also be found on Instagram under Roomful of Words. All the words spelled out so like it is at the bottom here. I am on the Twitter. Uh, if you subtract the O's from Roomful of Words, that's where you'll find me. Also on Fanbase, I have a room every Saturday at 9 Eastern Standard, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we have fun. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> More to come sooner or later. Maybe another time. <laughs> oh, man. Our cinematic assassin will be watching. What's going on? Yes, sir. The cinematic assassin, as he said, will be watching. You can find me mainly on IG, Twitter, and the YouTube at Mayhem Media, M-A-Y-E-H-E-M Media. Um, come through if you like uh, movie news, TV news. We got skits coming. We got reviews coming. And I have a really crippling Funko addiction. If that's something that interests you, I do unboxings. I do, <laughs> I do going into debt very well. So come through, have a good time. Crippling yeah. addiction. Addiction is for quitters. Listen. Hey, yo, what you, we got to talk. What you got to trade, man? Listen, <laughs> arms reach. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Nice. Oh, a problem. You have that's heroin. Just arms right there, man. No, you got problem. We got now, this man is this man is burdened with glorious purpose. Yeah, I was, I was I, gonna say, I thought I was bad, but uh, I, apparently, I'm not. you win whatever so all my Marvel Legends and now DC stuff. <laughs> you guys are fine. <laughs> Chris is validated. <laughs> the only the only pops I have are two Stan Lees and the rest are Black Panthers and 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 Jane Cobb. <laughs> yeah, y'all was talking about the the this being addicting the tabletop games. I started off with like one piece for my desk at work, and then I got two for my shelf. In, in in my office when I had my office. Well, going. I, I I can't blame it for the one piece thing. I think it's a successful mission. I'm 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 currently literally. sitting on two hundred and fifty plus the pieces. Literally, the no. jacket I won't stop no. wearing. I was just wait. Oh. You still, wait, that was like your finger still. Okay, okay. Chris, <laughs> you said what? Stop the jacket, Chris. Chris. Yeah, hey. I will wear that jacket proudly. King of the no. pirates. <laughs> oh man, the leader yeah. of the square circle, the black fox. What's going on? Y'all always get me. Y'all always get me on these in, on these outros. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, <you're laughs> what can I say? It gets me every time. You can find me Black Fox Four Four Seven on all socials. Uh, I usually post uh, reviews on everything that I watch, that I play, and things of that nature. Uh, I do have a political podcast of my own. Um, I do have a political uh, current news podcast called The Frag We Got Here. 
can be found on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, my video game podcast, Get Bit Podcast, every Friday also can be found on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, and like I said, uh, just like and follow me on social media. We can be cool. Don't be a creeper. We'll all be all right. Peace. <laughs> it's the don't be a creeper that gets me every time. Don't be a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> don't be creepy. Yo, everybody, it's your man up north, the man on the wall. Now, when people say when they hear me say man up north, I don't stay in Canada. I'm just in, in northeast Ohio. I'm in Ohio. All right. Uh, but I'm the man up north. I'm the man on the wall. <laughs> if you are following us, thank you once again for giving your support. Uh, merch is coming soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but if you are just now being exposed to this, guess where you can find me? Go to IG. You go to the IG channel, you'll find Blurred's Eye View, all one word, and you can find the link tree in the bio that will send you to all the places where you can find Blurred's Eye View. That's including Facebook, Blurred's Eye View Podcast, and Twitch, Blurred's Eye View One. Uh, also, you can check us out on YouTube. This past, this episode, past episodes, little shorts here and there, and a couple reviews. And you can also listen to us on Opulence Radio. If you just download the if you go to opulenceradio.com, download the, the app, you can listen to us Tuesdays and Thursdays all day, which are the same days we show live shows anyway. So you can catch up and listen to older episodes and see how raw we were in the beginning. Um, but if you don't have that, you can always listen to us on iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Show your love. Hit that YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. I want to thank our guests, Wendy Chuo, Chewy Robinson and our brother-in-arms, Navy Montel. Look at this beautiful compilation of melanin that I have on that <laughs> side of the screen. That's gorgeous. And, <laughs> and we will be back Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a not nan skin tone out of, out of place. Uh, <laughs> we will be back Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Show your love. Show your support. Uh, as always, as I end with every show, I want to thank you for coming on, Wendell. Thank you for coming on, Montel. Th this brother always comes through. Like, it's not even a clutch. This brother just comes through because he just loves what's going on. You know, he's massively yeah. supportive in the Blurred community. You need to really go check him out. Uh, Blurred and Powerful is the movement. You better get on that train. Uh, as always, like I end with every show, remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. This is the whole entire crew. Let's get them all up here. Here we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And as we do with every show, we are out of here. <laughs>